0: So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. What's up, everyone? It's about four o'clock on Tuesday uh, afternoon, and I have got a guy I followed along with on uh, social media, Professional Archer. Met him when I was down in Alabama. Uh, Super good dude. Funnier than shit. Uh, That's Jacob Marlowe. And uh, what's what's going on, dude? What's what's happening in Florida?
1: Uh, Not much, man. Just sitting here getting ready to go to Vegas in the morning.
0: Yeah, I was. I was. You just got back from uh, Lancaster, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. After multiple delayed flights and then my Vegas just got canceled. So I had to rebook it. So it's going well.
0: (laughs) Uh, Shit. Well, uh, for those, uh, that don't know, you know, who you are, I know that I had a big, a lot of requests, um, you know, in the last few months to get you on, but tell everybody listening in a little bit about yourself, what you're all about, where you're from, that kind of shit. Um, from, I mean, I shoot, you
1: know, just about anything and everything I've shot professionally, I think for, this is my eleventh season. Uh, I've had, a, you know, some success indoors, outdoors, and I shoot pretty much just about every venue. And uh, kind of known as the guy that just kind of screws
0: off more often than not. <laughs> well, with that, uh, you're you're in Florida. Are you from Florida? Did you go to college? Like, how old are you? That kind of stuff.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm from Florida originally. Uh, I live in a little place called Sunny Hills. I was. Born 20 minutes from here. Uh, Let me think. I went to, I graduated from Florida State in 19 with a business degree. Uh, Most people think I'm too dumb to actually have a college degree, but I did go and I did finish. (laughs) But uh, I mean, contrary to what most people think, I did finish.
0: (laughs) You can can be intelligent when you need to be?
1: Yeah, only if I have to be. I, I tried not to be, but the occasion does come along.
0: Gotcha. So what, uh, like, are you just helping out on, uh, like, like you said, you're running a tractor earlier, you, you helping out on the family farm and then doing the archery thing or what do you do for work now?
1: Yeah, I got a buddy that does a lot of farming around here. So when I'm home, I just kind of go work over there because it's kind of hard to have an actual job job when you shoot as much as I do. And uh, I don't. I do well in, enough in archery. I don't have to work, so money's not like a huge thing for me there. But it's nice to have something to do while I'm here. Because if I ain't got, if I don't have anything to do, I'm gonna sit on my couch all day. So I like being able to have like something where I go work, and then I have to compartmentalize my time a little better to where I know I have two hours a day to practice. So when I know I have those two hours, I go make the most of it instead of you know just doing whatever and just wasting my time, not accomplishing much.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, uh, when I talked to you earlier today, um, I think it was negative 37 here. Uh, I've had people message me like, Hey, are you going to shoot in the, uh, you know, the, the bow hunter, or the pin class or open pro or whatever this year? If I go to shoots and how's the practice going? And I'm like, It's negative 40. The practice is yeah, not gone going well. well. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah. And e- even yeah. when it's warm, it takes three men and a small boy to pull the, the arrows out, but down there you you're you're pretty much golden year round. Like, what's your closest uh, range to you? And do you have a you have a three D course by the house, or what do you got?
1: Yeah, I just got stuff at the house because like the closest actual range is probably an hour and a half from me, and then indoor ranges are pretty much non existent in my area because it's what like January, some whatever, and it's seventy something degrees outside. Yeah. So there's it, like no need for an indoor range.
0: Yeah. Now that makes sense. Well, what got, what got you into archery originally?
1: Uh, my dad always shot. And then, uh, so I just kind of tagged along with it. And then I got older and had a mortgage and truck payments. And so I kind of needed to keep shooting.
0: Got it. So did you win pretty, pretty well at a young age? Like you say you had a mortgage. So like, were you fairly, you, you know, I mean, I guess what I, did you have some natural ability and it just kind of carried through, made sense, uh, you know, to keep shooting? Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always shot. I had a lot of success as a kid, but I was also – my first tournament, like a big tournament ever, was in ASA, Virginia. And uh, my dad told me if I wanted to go, obviously I had to put in the effort. So he said if I went out there, it was probably six months before, he said if I go outside and shoot 30 arrows every single day, rain or shine, I can go. So I did it. And, uh, you know, because, you know, once I started seeing me getting better and better at it, it's my determination, so I just wanted to get better and better. And then I got started, I got fourth, and it pissed me off because I didn't get on podium. So I just kind of continued. I'm like, F this, I want to win. So I've just put in, you know, over years and years, probably hundreds of thousands of arrows just to get to where I, you know, to the level that I'm at today to where I'm competitive in pretty much any menu that I go to.
0: Gotcha. So how old are you now?
1: 27. 27. I feel way older. Yeah, I feel way older.
0: (laughs) Um, so with the, the tournament i mean obviously you said your dad always shot did he hunt or did he shoot uh tournaments or both
1: he did both uh when i was growing up you know he hunted a little bit and he actually kind of just took some time off because we got so focused on tournaments and then when i got a little older i just kind of started venturing out with myself learning to hunt and everything and tried to pick up tips from everybody and just learn as i go
0: okay no that makes sense so do you i'm assuming like at a fairly young age you had a you know bow press and everything at the house. Yeah, we, actually,
1: we actually, yeah, we we actually had an archery shop when I was growing up. We probably started it when I was eight or ten years old. So I grew up like I was, you know, ten years old and there collecting people's arrows, you know, till nine o'clock at night. It's just, you know, it's all I've ever really known because I like I kind of sucked at every other sport that I tried. So you might as well try to the one that you're good at because I wasn't going D one.
0: <laughs> you weren't gonna. You weren't playing. You weren't gonna play football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. There was no. there is no D one genetics in my background.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. That makes sense. So, with uh, like you just uh, you just shot uh Lancaster, and you 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 were in the top uh the final eight. Uh, what'd you, how'd you finish yeah. up there?
1: I finished fifth. Uh, I made it. You know, I lost to uh, Jacob Cluthars. So who kind of just kicked my ass on the stage, but it happens. And, uh, that's what I come home and just tried to figure out. Cause, uh, I got on the stage and I was hitting right, and right, and right. And I felt like under pressure, I've been hitting right a few times this year. And I come home, played with my bow and, you know, it was something simple, just a little tort tuning that I should have paid more attention to. That's on me. And uh, I think I figured it out going to Vegas. So I'll probably just make the mistake somewhere else when I miss there. <laughs> and, uh, mess up some other way or, you know, win it. I don't know. I'm tired of getting beat by a 15-year-old.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, not you getting beat by a 15-year-old, but everyone. Um, I know I know Bodie's dad. I haven't talked to Bodie before, but that is something that, you know, may never happen again with what he's doing in, in that class. Obviously, he doesn't mess around with 3Ds as much, but.
1: Um, mm-hmm. no, no, Bodie's a super nice kid, too. You know he's always super respectful and he's got loads of talent.
0: Yeah, what do you uh, what do you predict with his future? Because it's looking pretty bright. I I mean, for me, I've said like a woman will be what destroys him, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, well, I'm hoping he gets a girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) I'm really banking on that here soon. I mean, he's bringing in some cash. He should. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he gets one here soon. Maybe we can slow him down because that's about the only way right now he's really on a hot streak and i don't see it anytime ending anytime soon
0: yeah and, and like you said i don't i don't know that it, it could happen to a better kid um like i said i've never, yeah, like, never met him he seems like a really good kid yeah i got a lot of respect for him he, he acts well above his age yeah no no that's it that's crazy and he shot a 660 down there didn't he again yeah it's one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people yeah, they, realize how difficult that is. That's an, insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been done five times in the history of Lancaster. And Lancaster's been around quite a while. And pretty much everyone in the world, you know that that's ever had any bit of success has
0: shot that tournament. Yeah. Well, he's you done know, it. So, so it's pretty. He's it's done pretty it, phenomenal what he's done. He's done it two of the five times, hasn't he? Yeah, two of the five times. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
1: That's crazy. yeah. It's really getting old. Yeah <laughs> cuz I come home and all my friends ask how I did or who won and I I don't want to tell them like a sophomore in high school
0: beat me. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um I uh I would imagine cuz he's good lord, what all is he he won? Vegas and then Landcat. What else did he win?
1: Uh I think he won uh field nationals also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think he I think he won Outdoor NFAA Outdoor Field Nationals last year also.
0: Have you, have you talked to him much? Is he shot about shooting ASAs at all?
1: I, I think he's planning on shooting a couple. I mean, I, I, I'm not completely sure, but I'm sure he's going to do well if he does. I mean, you know, that good of a shot. He's going to learn the game. I mean, it's a totally different game than what he does, he's doing. But, it, you know, once he figures out that learning curve, I'm sure he's going to be just as much of a threat there as he is anywhere else
0: yeah yeah no that's that's for sure you're you're going to uh uh unknown this year aren't you yeah i switched over last year i mean i grew up shooting unknown i'm kind of
1: and i switched from unknown to known because i got bored with unknown kind of getting frustrated and then i've shot known for years and i just want to change so going back to unknown i mean both classes you know were there they both had good participation about the same money so I just kind of, you know, I, I get pretty much free range with, with whichever one of the vision I want to shoot. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna try unknown wild again and have a little more fun with it because, you know, unknown unknowns or knowns. Very frustrating. Like, I mean, like you shot the classic; it's very frustrating because you know a lot of it comes to luck on your draws, on kick You know, there's just a lot more that goes into it. You know, I felt, you know, with unknown, you know, shooting unknown, there's two games you have to be good at versus one. So, you know, it it just adds a little way to an extra uh, dynamic to be able to try to separate yourself.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, it's different. Like, obviously, I'm, uh, depressingly enough, old enough to be your dad. And, uh, you know, so when we shot, there was no, you know, back when I was shooting tournaments, there was no known – known pros obviously all judging and hell they barely had rangefinders when i first started shooting um but it, it's different the the talent is pretty amazing like i had a uh, little uh, little guy uh, Stefan Hansen and i think he shot 16 yeah. or 17 12s in a row uh yeah and, and it, yeah,
1: he, that's
0: pretty phenomenal yeah he, it was he amazing
1: yeah it's crazy somebody that's like five six hundred ten pounds can hold that big of a bow and just never miss
0: yeah yeah i mean he was the size of my left leg and he didn't know you know i'm a i'm known for hunting right i mean he didn't know me from adam like he didn't he had no clue uh you know what my you know what i did or whatever because obviously you know i was hanging out with levi when i was down there and in, and in, in justin hannah and uh at one point in time, yeah
1: there's a yeah, the truth
0: yeah (laughs) he would they were yeah that it was a fun weekend um but he at one point in time he finally just asked me he's like who the hell are you because people knew me and would come up and talk but he didn't have a clue who i was but phenomenal yeah because he's from originally from denmark and i think he
1: moved in with his wife in mexico so you know in denmark hunting's not really a thing yeah so uh you know uh, you know they're not exactly well versed on the hunting side of archery but, you know, as far as, you know, archery goes, you know, one of the top in the world.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing shot. Um, yeah, that was He's but, funny as hell too. God. He'll make you laugh. Well, he was pretty quiet, obviously, initially. And I talk a lot of shit, right? So I was like, man, I don't want to offend this little guy. But um, he, he lightened up there towards the you know the end. But uh, th- that was horrible weather. I'm sure you used to it. Man, that, that shit is not for me. My God, it was hot down there. Oh
1: yeah. It gets hot. It gets freaking hot. That's why in Florida in the summer, you're either on the water or you're inside.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I would imagine that, that I'm going to try to go to two or three of the earlier tournaments. And uh, I've got a couple kids that work for me that are going to go uh, down and shoot as well. One has been shooting bare bow and then I got him a compound and kind of ruined him. And he he had won, uh, I think he won uh shooter of the year and the classic, not last year, but the year before. And then he guided for me and my buddy, uh, who's an outfitter. And, and, uh, I, he never shot a compound. And within a week he was shooting at a hundred yards side by side with me. I'm like, man, you should really think about.
1: Yeah. So he's got a lot of game. Oh yeah. He's just nat- yeah, that's, natural ability. Yeah. And a lot of guys get, you know, when they're
0: just starting out, they get scared. That's the guys that aren't scared to shoot that distance. They get good quick. Yeah, he was not worried about dropping bombs at a hundred. Like you know, when we obviously we were hunting a lot when we were down there too. And uh, yeah, I was like, man, how much did you spend last year on tournaments? And he was like, I don't know, three or four thousand dollars, maybe five. I'm like, how much did you win? And he was like, maybe twelve hundred. And I'm like, you need to put that fucking bear bow away and pick up a compound. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you were. Yeah, so, I mean, because well, Lancaster pays a ton of money to the bear bow guys. You know, they show a lot of appreciation to them. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, you you were not making any money with their boat.
0: Yeah, and I mean hunting, obviously too. Like he, he, a little bit different world when you're, you know, hunting with a compound. But um, what kind of what kind of dog you got there? That sounds like a little one. Uh, she's a Tawini. She's
1: uh, bad as hell. The <laughs> uh, I tell everybody she's part wolf, part killer. How much you weigh? Uh, Sixteen pounds. Gotcha. And uh, I mean she's like a muscle Chawini, too. Like, I went to the vet, you know, in her first shot. She thought I had her on always.
0: Gotcha. Great like straight muscle. Where do you uh you live? You got an apartment or a house or what?
1: No, nah, I bought a house in, uh, I think, 2019-ish. Yeah. And uh, just a little bit of land with it where I can shoot, you know, and have my 3D targets and all and judge. Now what I have to judge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no kidding. Um, well, what, what are some of the different, like I, I, my, my, my wife, when we first started shooting, um, I was kind of, ex- you know, she would go to 3d tournaments with me and, you know, a local 3d tournament, if you shoot, you know, two four six eight ten twelve 10, 12 up, whatever, you know, fairly high score in, in Colorado. And I was, I was telling her, I was like, there's people, you know, in her mind, I was just like amazing. And I'm like, look, I'm telling you, there's people that literally are phenomenal shots like hunting obviously yep i got that dialed so I, I i pulled up youtube and uh you know was showing her the asas and and uh you were that you were in one it was an indoor shoot i think you won or took second maybe mm-hmm. um when i say indoor the shoot down round was indoors um but what are some of the where have you finished at like what are some of the accomplishments you've had uh
1: i have one of a- quite a few ASAs in known. Uh, I'm starting to, and like, I went back unknown. I had actually shot unknown before I went to known and made a couple shoot-offs, uh, and then, like, I switched back. And then I've, won, I've made Lancaster shoot-off a bunch. I've won it, got second. I've won indoor nationals. Uh, I think I've shot three 900s in Vegas. So, I mean, I just shoot a little bit of everything, try to get good at everything.
0: Gotcha. So, what uh, you shoot for elite now? Um, are you shooting? What are you shooting for a bow?
1: Uh, verdict. Uh, after we released it last year, you know, I mean, I like the result, but the verdict's a whole new breed for us. It's got you know just over the result. It's got every single advantage you can think of. So I'm super excited for this year with it. You know, I mean, you you've got. I'm assuming you've got one and been playing with it. It it it's a pretty sweet bow.
0: Yeah. I, I hunt with one. I, in fact, people were giving me, I like a longer bow and I don't mind it for hunting. And so I, I, when I was talking to, you know, a lead, I was like, look, I, you know, I like the, you know, the Omnia or the era or whatever, but I was, I said, I would prefer I'm going to hunt with a verdict. And I, Darren was cool with it, but they kind of acted like I had a horn growing out of my asshole. I'm like, look, I don't, I'm old, right? 37. Wasn't a long bow back in the day.
1: When you start with a, when you start with a bare whitetail, tail, too, you know, anything short mm-hmm. and I just, yeah. And it, the, the boat is so fast for that long of a boat, you know, it's not a problem to get speed with it.
0: No. And it's just, it's just super accurate. So for me, you know, and I screwed around, I, I got a range at the house and, you know, shooting and I try to shoot animals close, but occasionally I'll reach out and touch one. And it just, uh, it, it hits the middle a hell of a lot more than it probably should for me. So I, it didn't, I got one of the, you know, neutral earth tone colors and kind of rattle can it. And yeah, I've hunted it with it ever since I got it. I mean, I, I, I like it. Um, yeah, it's got decent, it's not a barn burner, but it's got good speed for what it is. That's for damn sure. Yeah. For
1: a 38 inch bow, it's about as fast as you can get one, which is super nice for me going back to unknown, you know, cause I have to have speed. Cause when you haven't judged in six years, yeah. it's really freaking hard. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, well, tell everybody, like, your bow setup, um, you know, for 3Ds, indoor, scope, all that different shit, like what, what your what your setup is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much uh, mostly TOG, kind of, you know, like the parent company of Elite. So I got Scott, you know, CBE. Uh, I have a Vertex on there now, but I have a new Axis. I just haven't stuck them on both because I was wanting to play with it after Vegas. I didn't want to change anything. Uh, so I'm probably going to be shooting it this year. I have a Longhorn Micro Pro because I used to shoot the uh, old three-finger red Longhorn. I don't know if you remember them. That's aluminum.
0: I've shot a Longhorn for and, 20, almost as long as you've been alive.
1: Yeah, that's why I started shooting that. And when I switched to uh, Elite, and it had been out of production probably six, eight years. And I just kept shooting and shooting and shooting. And they finally made one with a similar geometry. Just because I don't I grip my release weird I guess. Uh so like a lot of like the thinner handles I don't like. So I like that, you know, a little bit of a wider handle for just the way I hold my release. So it works well for me and then, you know, just I shoot uh, you know, Black Eagle Conquest. I like you know I like uh staying with brands long term and building a relationship and I've shot them ever since I started shooting professionally in twenty thirteen. And then uh so I mean I really haven't changed anything over the years. It's been, you know, basically the same era, same setup, PS-27s indoors, PS-23s outdoors. But now I shot 27s now that I got the verdict outdoors because I can get speed before I couldn't. Uh, But everything else is simple blade rest. You know, I try to keep it simple. You know, you can overcomplicate it much. I don't want to look like Tim sometimes and have four or five bars sticking off my butt.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've been friends with Tim a long a, man, a couple. Yeah, yeah, probably fifteen, eighteen years, and I've hunted with Tim, and um, I I love Tim to death. He's an amazing, dude. But uh, he does go off the deep end from time to time about uh, yeah
1: different. He's things. probably the, mo- the most helpful guy in archery, but I guarantee you he's the most eccentric. He tries every single idea, every single possible. So he tests way more than I want to.
0: Yeah, and I, it's just how his brain works, right? He just can't stop. Um, yeah, yeah, if Tim ever got it out of his own way, he would never lose a tournament. Yeah, yeah, and I've had multiple people I mean, tell me that, like you know, it, it uh, he can uh, he can screw himself out of a tournament faster than ten people could.
1: Yeah, but he can also run away with one at a heartbeat. It, Tim's so funny on some of that, dude. I've seen him. I watched him miss a target and OPA shoot off and still win by like 20. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's ever made more shoot off with that many zeros.
0: Yeah. And I, I've seen him ground tune his bow. Uh, and, you know, this was back in the day. I don't know if he'll still chuck one on down. But oh,
1: that, uh, it, it still it still applies. <laughs> it still applies. I watched him hit already ready one here. We had a 16-yard target, and Tim missed the dot. And you know how he's got that little stand at the top of his bow where he sets it down? Yep. Well, w- when your bow hits the ground at probably 50 miles an hour, that will
0: snap. <laughs> uh, that's fu- That's funny. What uh, t- t- Talking about Tim, Like, what are some of the funner guys you've shot with? Obviously, you've got a sense of humor um, yourself. so. Oh, God. Uh, I've
1: had some great times with, like, Levi, Justin there, and Louie Holmes is probably one of the wildest people I've ever met, and for somebody that's sober, you would never guess it. Yeah. Yeah, Louie has to be one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life.
0: (laughs) Where's he from? I I met him when I was down there, I think. Where's he out of? He's from Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, he's from, uh, Wisconsin, somewhere in Wisconsin I t- I usually bring with Louie on all the indoors and stuff and uh we have a good time there's no doubt on that and then Levi Levi he, he's hilarious uh, my, a lot of people don't realize how funny he is
0: yeah oh yeah he is he is definitely hilarious I mean we probably had too much fun when I was I was not helping things uh with him and
1: oh yeah I was getting yeah I was getting the text messages goes I was in bed at ten AM. And they was trying to get me come out. I'm like, mm, not a good move. I got to shoot more.
0: Oh yeah, I um, I w- I was trying to be good. Uh, the one night and uh, I can't remember exactly what happened. It was actually semi awkward. I think Tony Clem and Levi tried to tackle me, and then I knocked down the fence at La Quinta at the pool. And then uh, yeah,
1: I remember hearing about it. Yeah, and that uh, was a bad move.
0: Well, and then I think Levi's, what's that kid's name? um, Videos for him. uh, Man, he was down there. uh, Oh, Hunter felt. Yeah, man, he was wanting to, like, he was serious. He was wanting to get after it. And I was like, (laughs) all right. I mean, if you... (laughs) If you want to, yeah, Levi's yeah,
1: you like, want the, yeah, Levi was like, that, Hunter, yeah, that, that's how fences get torn down right there.
0: Yeah. Well, Levi was like, Hunter, as your friend, shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He well, seemed chill out. Uh, he, seemed, he seemed like a cool cool dude they were they were they were funny but I hadn't been to a tournament in 20 years so hanging out with those guys was you know was awesome otherwise I would have been you know the kid at the back of the bus that nobody talked to with lice in his hair like they, it was cool I mean I knew a lot of people but they were they were It was cool to hang out with them so
1: yeah I got some funny stories I remember when we were in Reading one time and uh I was uh we were all riding together me Levi Pollard Houser you know just kind of like our little group of friends there and we were trying to catch Chance when we uh, left the uh, airport, and he was a couple miles ahead of us. And uh, we got cut off by a car, and we, like jokingly. You know, Levi you know, reaches up and punches the windshield like joking and spider-weds the whole damn thing. <laughs> and we're riding around in this, this huge minivan all weekend. You can't even see out of the windshield. And Pollard just reaches up and keeps tracing it all the way over the damn vehicle. We were pretty much <laughs> driving blind by the time the weekend's over.
0: <laughs> yeah that 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 sounds like a good time but how old were you when you first met Levi
1: uh I shot with him probably my first or second tournament so probably like 17 yeah gotcha. so I, I mean I've known him a good while now and you know been friends with him a good a long time but I've practiced with him a bunch at his house and so I mean he's one of the he's one of the good dudes in archery there you know, which is it's not hard to find good people, but he's one of the guys that really watch out for you and really help when you need help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, fu- he's cool. He's fun to hunt with. We went on a hunt together this year. I mean, I was technically his guide, which he didn't need, but um, him and Hannah came down and we hunted our dad in the Davis Mountains. And it was, it was a good time. It was, it was fun.
1: Yeah. Justin, Justin comes down to Destin every year and we uh, play golf after the classic. And we, we always make back to a show. Oh, I bet. I get to spend, you know, yeah. And then we all, you know, Vegas usually we will all go out to dinner a couple times, and Vegas can be fun. Yeah. Well, it, it's fun after you drop a point. If you're still clean, you try to be good and stay <laughs> at the hotel. and But if you drop one, nobody cares.
0: Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. How many people cleaned Vegas last year? The first day, second day?
1: Uh, I think there's 20 something of us that shot 900. It was a lot, like a lot more than usual.
0: Yeah, I, I just I re- getting, remembered. I was like, good
1: God. Yeah, it's getting to be that way, and it? it's getting really frustrating. <laughs> I wish I wish people weren't as good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I don't know why anymore. Dude, it, it, the competition's stupid, which is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, want to be I mean, the only good one where I could just win everything, and it just doesn't work that way. <laughs>
0: It it was it was an eye opener for me. And I mean don't get me wrong, I'm not the shooter I once you know was, but like to watch Stefan shoot 16 or 17 12s in a row even known, right? I'm like my vision is not where it where it needs to be or 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 was and I'm like I don't even know obviously he just has not memorized, but like back in the day, you know, it was unknown, you know, 280 speed limit, pretty cut and dry and you know a high score was a you know a 218 was phenomenal. And, uh, yeah. you know, was and I don't know how many guys were, you know, 16 to 30 up on, I mean, shit, some, some, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, it, it was cool to go yeah. down there and see it, but
1: yeah, when you got Stefan, though, he, like he gets some rounds, dude, he is freaking on damn believable. He shot, he's got the record for X's at Vegas with 88 and he did it with twenty threes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy.
1: And like, I, I don't even hardly do that. It, like that is definitely not that's a great practice for me with twenty sevens. much less Vegas pressure with 23 that's that's just not my vocabulary
0: yeah what's uh what's the highest score you've pulled out of a ASA without uh, the, without the known, shoot
1: down? uh in known I think I saw uh, maybe 54-ish in known I've broken 50 I think a couple times in known but uh I think right now, because there used to be like four or five of us, and 54 was the highest score ever shot. And now we got Kyle Douglas. So that changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I shot with him on the practice course. Um, Yeah. He's a different individual, too. Just his, like, he's kind of a pull, aim, point, shoot, right? Like he, uh, I can't shoot that way. I shoot a hinge. I, you know, I mean, I just, my my brain does not, I would have target panic so bad. Yeah. I I would, if I tried to shoot like Kyle does,
1: I'd have target panic and 15 arrows. I'm just, I'm not a guy that could punch. It's it's just not going to happen for me. But I mean, a lot of guys are starting to do it and a lot of them are having success. But that's also, if you, I think a lot of guys are going to be a breeding ground of target panic. I mean, but a lot of them just going to ride it till, you know, ride it as long as they can. Because if you can do it, it's probably the most accurate way to shoot. But it's just, you know, it, it's. I'm looking at like longevity of my career at archery versus two years of success for me because that's probably all I'd get out of it. Yeah, and so I, I, you know, I prefer to shoot in the hands with you know a regular, kind of I guess some call it a surprise shot or whatever. But I just you know, I like to aim. I like to just sit there and let my release fire when it when it fires. I don't like to make it go off because. I've had target panic before, and that's not something I ever want again.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, um, yeah, it's not good. Um, like a an exorcism. And I, I, I same thing. I shot a puncher and a thumb button for a long time, and then got target panic, and it's just hard. And I can shoot some of the other releases well enough, probably as you can, but eventually I'm gonna end up like a rookie beating off. Like it's not good. I'll I'll break the barrel. Off. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know what I, it's like using my left hand.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I it, when I started, like, okay, I think I'm going to shoot a, a tournament or two this year. So shot a hinge for that Longhorn. I shot a B3 Infinity. A really good release. It's a little skinny for me. That Longhorn's a little fatter, so it fit my hand a little better. But when I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Loaded up my stabilizer. Uh, a little bit, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to try the punch of thing, see how this goes, and I got a 43 3D target course at my house, right? And it was one of those things where I'd have like seven twelves and a five, and I'm like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, that's not going to work.
0: Yeah. oh yeah, and, and 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 so you know, for me and hunting's the same way. I shoot a longhorn, I I, I shoot a hinge and. Don't have issues with it. Maybe occasionally I'm like, you know, and a, a trigger would have been better on this hunt, but it's like at what cost? Cause there's a high probability yeah, I blow the kneecap off of something with one too. Yeah. That's
1: me. It's like, I would rather, I would rather sometimes miss with a good shot than hit with a bad one kind of deal. Cause you start hitting with a bad one. I think you're going to start making more fast and you know, it, it's, it, it's a ticking time bomb. You know, for, for me, punching would be a ticking time bomb. So I try, you know, if I punch, I didn't mean to, <laughs> you know, like if, because it, like I said, it's a breeding ground for target panic for me. So I, I try to, you know, do my regular just surprise shot, shoot my hinge, how, how you're taught to shoot one, you know, because punching a hinge would be, I only know one person that's ever had success command shooting a hinge. Who was that? You know, with that much, Nick cappers
0: oh gotcha yeah and yeah, i don't and, my the way my brain works i just don't punch a hinge i mean even with animals every i just don't punch one i just don't, i mean i just don't I, I i can't remember the last time i ripped one off um yeah yeah I, I try to i mean i i don't you know just because and a hinge is almost a fail
1: safe you know because if you start like you, are not going to rip it necessarily, but you might lock up and not being able to get the fire. But you can control it, let down, and make sure your next shot, you make shots. You are able to pull through and rotate the release and get through the shot, versus just being able to just send
0: it. Yeah. Now I shoot with a clicker. Do you shoot a click or no click?
1: I shoot a click, but I usually try to get to my spot and then roll to the click and then start my aiming. You know, but uh, I freaking in Iowa. I started one in my click and when you try rolling to the click, coming down, it is not conducive to the middle. And, uh, <laughs> we well, pretty tall out there, but uh, you know, that's just the, I've always liked a clicker cause it, it starts my shot more than anything. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, to... I, I like, Go ahead. I like knowing where I'm at in the shot kind of deal, you know, cause I, that way I know if it's taking too long and I need to let down or, if, you know, uh, it just get, it, it makes my timing
0: a little more consistent yeah that's what i was gonna but ask guess, was the timing portion helps with the click for me i'm assuming it's the same way with you yeah it but i
1: do practice with one like if i'm struggling on any like part of my shot i have a release that i don't have a clicker in just because you know it makes me feel my shot a little more and it, if i got any kink i'm working on so i'll i'll practice with my one without a click just to be able to take one thing out of the equation to focus on what I'm working
0: on. Yeah, well, I had Michael Braden on a podcast recently. he shoots an index finger release and it, it is very apparent if you talk to Braden um, and then you talk to you or Levi and then you talk to Gillingham or Kyle and then holy balls if you're trying to you know like if you're trying to listen to every different person on on how to shoot, it, it is very apparent that you need to follow the person that you most mimic in your, your brain, how your brain works and everything else. Cause yeah, you know, I, I like, I, I just, I cannot shoot the way some of those guys shoot and you look at like you or Levi, Justin Hannah, a few others, like, I rotate to the click. I kind of just relax my hand, keep tension, you know, you know, obviously keep keep pulling or tension on the string, but I just it, relax my index finger and the release goes off. I just kind of let it float and do the same thing on animals.
1: Yeah. Everyone yeah, is different. Basic. Yeah. The way I shoot my hand is basically I look at my hand has a neutral point where it's relaxed. And uh, I want it to fire just before then because I feel like I don't have to over-rotate it at that point. So when I draw, I actually have my hand a little more forward. And I rolled in my click and then I kind of just relaxed my hand to its neutral position to get it to fire and then like you said like Michael Bra he's probably one of the one of the smartest archers I've ever met and he's he's very disciplined you know he, he he thinks every single thing through like Michael never makes a bad shot everything he does has intent which is he's a very good one to learn from because he has reasoning for everything that he does for like some of us we don't know why we do it. It's just what works. So we do it. But Michael's one of those that just thinks it through. And he's very educated on every aspect of the shot.
0: Yeah, it seemed that way. We were on the podcast for shit, three and a half, four hours. The only reason why it stopped is I was in a, there was a blizzard at the house. The power went out. Um, you know, he was going into like great depth on, on everything. But the thing is that I was trying to, like he and I were going back and forth on is everyone's brain works differently. I don't think you mm-hmm. can change some people's brains. Like no matter what coach you had or I had, I just don't know that my, that I would ever be able to shoot an index finger release long-term as well, or a thumb button for that matter is a hinge. Cause eventually I'd get itchy trigger finger and rip one off.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's some, yeah, I, I just, I, I might hunt with one or something, but just for me, it's just not the way my shot works. But like I've seen some guys shoot, Louie Holmes is another index guy. Uh, and, you know, I think him and Michael Crichton are the two that's best ever. The best ever that's ever shot an index finger. But but you know, if you watch them, they they're so meticulous on every single thing they do. You know, like they they'll never fire one they're uncomfortable with. It's like watching McCarthy. If you watch, like if you sit there and watch McCarthy, he takes his time on everything. He has every single aspect, every scenario planned. It seems like. Throughout the whole shot, anything that can go wrong, he's going to minimize every single mistake. You know, he's like a lot like Brayton. They think every single thing through. They're way more in depth than I am on a lot of things. So, but they've they've had an extreme amount of success, both of them.
0: So, with that, you you were talking about like hunt hunting or whatever with an index finger. How much do you get to hunt down? To, uh, you know, in Florida, do you hunt quite a bit or just occasionally or? I mean, I usually, I mean, I try to go as much as I can.
1: You know, I'll usually be able to go four or five times a week. Uh, just, you know, usually I, I go on the weekends, and then if I get off work a little early and get my practice in, I'll go. But, you know, we, we Ford is a little. We don't exactly have – we have a lot of variety that we can hunt, but, you know, you're not going to go kill a 180 white tail here. You know, you, you, a 120 is making newspapers
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So, but, but, you know, we have, we have a lot of like hogs. We have alligators. And, you know, we got, we got a lot, a lot of ducks. We got a lot of opportunity to hunt different things versus a lot of like, you know, say West, you know, you have like elk and deer. You know, we just have so much variety of what we can do here.
0: Yeah. Do you hunt just Florida or do you bounce over to Alabama? Cause you're not too far from Alabama, are you? Uh, no, I'm only. 45 minutes No, most of it's here
1: and then I try to go to the Midwest more you know try to go once or twice a year and get out of state and where I can actually kill something worth killing uh you know it's Florida's got doesn't have exactly the best system to grow large deer either so you know the quality here is just not there so I like to go somewhere where I have an actual opportunity to kill something because uh, like used to in Florida until Probably two years ago, we could actually kill two legal deer a day. So throughout the season, you could you could kill a couple hundred deer if you wanted to. Yeah. And uh, now we went now we went to like a five five deer system, so you can kill up to two does, or uh, you're up to your, you can kill five bucks for you know four bucks one day or three bucks two does. But our like our does you can kill in archery season, or you get I think four days for gun season to kill those. So. Our system's not really conducive to, you know, management, but it's what we got right now. But we, you know, like I said, we have a lot of opportunity for other things. So, you know, deer, you know, you kind of shoot your deer and then you go play the other games.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So do you think, uh, like, like long-term with you, you know, you got a business degree, do you think you're going to eventually slow down on tournament archery and uh, – you know, find a job with what you went to school for. Or are you gonna just ride her till she bucks you, and then figure it out.
1: Well, uh,
0: I'm gonna ride her for a
1: while, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I want to use my degree. You know, I, you know, college was expensive. I want to use, you know, my investment there because I learned a lot, and I think I would have, you know, a good bit of to offer because I've, you know, I've got a lot of uh, it not necessarily experience in the actual field. But I've done a lot of, you know, work with people. I've done a lot of negotiations and stuff like, like that. So I'd like to use what I have learned at some point because, you know, arch, archery is a limited thing. It's, it, it's not like we're making, you know, NFL money by any means. You know, you're, you're making, like I make, you know, comfortable money, but it's not like I'm going to get rich off of archery. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to apply my degree at some point. Gotcha. But I mean, unless I I somebody just wants to throw a couple mil in the archery, and I don't proceed non-endemic, just walk in the archery.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, Levi messaged me, and he said I should ask you about your haircut in Redding.
1: Uh, well, that was probably the most regretful five hundred dollars I've ever
0: made. <laughs> what happened? So, so we're sitting down on the range, and do you, do you know Mike Pollard at all? I know who he is, but no, I
1: don't know him that well. All right, Mike Paul crazy as hell. And uh he's one of the wildest people you're ever gonna meet. So we're sitting there on the range and he just comes up, How much it costs me to cut your hair? It's like you do it for hundred bucks, I'm like, No, not at all. I'm like, Give me five hundred, we'll do it. And so Levi or so Poller like I got two fifty, you got two fifty. And uh Garrett has the kitchen scissors. In his chair that he cut number tapes with here at and and so uh, we're sitting in the target, and ready. You have a lot of weights in between targets, so we broke out the scissors, and uh, I have like a crusty the crown haircut I had to wear all weekend, and so it was the worst. Like at this point, like five hundred dollars in when you're eighteen, 18, 19 years old is quite a bit of money when you're broke. So I made my five hundred dollars and. I hear, I've heard about that since it happened. Darren still has pictures of it. He'll post uh, about every time on my birthday, he's going to post one on my wall. Uh, well, we used to have this like big team elite picture we took. So we took regular ones and then they made me take my hat off for one. And uh, so I get reminded about it every single year. <laughs> and yeah, and then I, hell, I even got a picture. Some, for some reason, Louie Holmes had a clown nose in his chair. So we got a picture of that. And uh, I'll get you know, trusty the crown memes made occasionally from me. Like, I got, I'm not forgetting it. They're never gonna let me forget it.
0: I think uh, Levi just said that uh, he's gonna send me a photo. That'll be the cover uh, for the artwork for this podcast. Is what Levi's telling. I'm me.
1: sure he will. I guarantee <laughs> you he's got it. <laughs>
0: yeah, because we got it
1: there. Then we had. Then we went back to his, uh, back to the rooms, and uh, him and Chance finished it up. So you know, it was real fine. It looked like something I would have gotten in prison.
0: <laughs> How old were you? 18, 19?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't even think I was 20 at the time. Good Lord. Did you? With, uh, you know, it. it now, now I'm like, damn, why did I do that? But I did it. Yeah. So I'm never going to forget it. Did you,
0: uh, how'd you shoot uh, that
1: weekend? I think that's why I wanted that $500. Yeah. <laughs> Was that what it was?
0: You needed the money to cover the plane flight? Yeah,
1: everything? yeah. I don't think it was going well. So that's why the $500 was pretty enticing at the time.
0: Uh, yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, that's funnier now. I don't know. They're texting me here. Who knows what other story they're going to pop up. Um, I think... Uh, with, you know, with, like um you know with Levi and Justin other people you know I've never you know obviously everybody I've talked to was like you know talking about just how chill you are and nothing riles you up or whatever you know um I was talking to Darren Christianberry which is you know one of the nicest guys on the planet yeah okay. And what did he tell you no no he didn't tell me anything uh that Darren's not like that but I, I it you know it just said you're basically very to the point straight shooter You know, you just say whatever you want, and I think people appreciate that, or most people appreciate that. I do the same thing. Not everybody appreciates it, but most people do.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a reason I shoot for the. That's the cool thing about Tog is they really just let me be myself. You know, because I'm not exactly like I'm not going to put on professional front. That's not going to happen. That's not me. And there's some companies that pretty much make you do that. You're probably never
0: going to shoot for Matthews is what you're saying.
1: I'm not dropping any names, but not putting myself in that position, but there are some companies that I'm never going to shoot for just because uh I get, I get phone calls real quick, but that's, that's the, that's what I like about the brand we build at T O G is like, you know, they let you be who yourself. They let you show your personality. You know, you're not going to get in trouble for, little stuff you know you're you know they it's a real good climate to be around you know they like I'm not, I don't have to go worry if I say something wrong or anything like that they know who I am they know what they got and They and they you know they show me the respect that I that you know that I appreciate you know that they just you know truly enjoy their shooters and uh, they want to be able to have them have the most success that they can have and promote their marketability the way they want to promote it.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. That's hard to find.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, because like, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the exact probably, I'm not like the stereotypical, uh, professional archer. I don't feel like just because, you know, like I said, I don't put on any sort of front, you know, what you see is kind of what you get. And, uh, it's, I'm, and if you try to change that, I have, words i'll use that i'm not going to say on a podcast because i don't care i I do care but i I don't i'm never going to be disrespectful but i'm also not going to be myself
0: yeah no that makes total sense i'm looking at your haircut now if i sound distracted yeah that was special i gotta say um they did not do you any
1: favors no not at all like i said i still hear about it and I would give that $500 back to take it back at this point, but i got to own it. i got to own it. It happened. It's never going to be forgotten.
0: Yeah, you're right. They did. Uh, they shaved you bald down the back, so you kind of had a skullet.
1: I don't even know what it was. It was just like a little patch in the front and uh, almost like a little mullet hanging off the back.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's wild. Good lord. Yeah, and like I, he, he sent four photos, so I got all of them.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's got more. He's, I'm sure there's videos. We had a slow mo. We had a slow mo of me shaking it at one of the targets. Because on the range, I wasn't allowed to wear a hat. Like, I had to shoot the whole day without it, it was part of the deal. I could only wear a hat in the vendor village.
0: Oh, good lord. That's not fair.
1: It wasn't. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you're aware of that. When you have long, shaggy hair like I do, it, uh, you get a hell of a sunburn. Uh oh, so, you know my scalp was itchy for two weeks. I would imagine that the
0: top of your head looked like the tip of a dog's dick by the time you were done with that tournament.
1: Yeah, it cuz it felt like one too. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Oh shit. Yeah, it was no word. That was uh, I don't I guess I don't regret it, but I'm like, damn, what was I thinking?
0: <laughs> oh shit so getting off the subject of your haircut what uh, are you so you just shooting obviously the indoor stuff um, are you going to shoot IBOs this year or do you pretty much stick with ASAs
1: now, I shoot IBOs I shot them last year I did good at the first one and okay at a couple and then really bad at one of them Nelsonville is freaking hard by the way is that the I've one met, they, you I, did bad at oh yeah Oh yeah. I uh I had never missed a target in a national tournament until Nelsonville last year. Just off uh, on yardage? Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't see the forty one yard wall for fifty yards. You get there <laughs> and you get way past it. Oh, I, I did I did touch the back though. I heard a little click as my air bounced off of it. And uh it was it was kind of funny because I was—we had got to the first target of the day, and I was shooting with Hacker, and Hacker missed it. Like he went, you know, he missed it. I think four yards low, and on an alligator, it was like fifty-one. He shot like forty-seven, forty-eight on it. And uh, we get there, and uh, he's hoping he, you know, somehow stuck in the belly. And we get there, we just grab the target, and pick it straight up, and you can read the label of his arrow on top of the ground where he didn't even touch it. And so I was giving him hell about that. And then about five, six targets later, I did the same thing. So I had to shut my damn mouth. So, and so you know, we
0: have our. Was that the third? Where was that at? Like, were you doing pretty good uh, overall until you you, you blanked one?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> no, it, it was how, that's how the day was going. We just really capitalized on it, made sure people knew I shot bad.
0: Yeah, gotcha. I've had I've had hacker. He was on the podcast a few months ago. He's a good dude, super mellow, chill, chill guy.
1: Yeah, I like hacker a lot. Him and Richard Bowen travel together, so I spend a good amount of time with both of them. Yeah, the no, hacker he's a good and, dude. Yeah, both of them are pretty. They're fun to be around. We got Richard. Richard's pretty. He's funny too. We got a. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but we got a nickname. For him, at Tod, that uh, has really stuck over the years, and he really owns it. <laughs> yeah. We call him Richard B.D. Bowen. I mean, you can probably figure out what it stands for.
0: Yeah. Can he piss and, out of uh, a canoe sitting down or what? Do what? I, I said, can he piss out of a canoe sitting down or what? That's what we tell everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Every fun. time I see him, I tell him that we got
1: to get loose their pants because it's inappropriate.
0: Oh Lord! Yeah, I would imagine you guys probably have fun when you're on the on the on the trailer, or whatever the tournaments. Um, so, h- how long have you shot for Elite? Uh, I think I started
1: shooting for them in, in end the of 2017. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, end of 2017. Because I used to, I had shot for Matthews before then, and we had uh, you know after that contract was over, Tod was just kind of where I wanted to be because a lot of my friends were there, like the bows. Because at the time, actually, uh, Tommy Gomez was the shooting staff coordinator, and he's the one that initially, you know, approached me about coming over and sent me some stuff, and I really liked it, so I signed on with him and just kind of found a home there.
0: Gotcha. No, they're good. They're good people. I mean, the ones I've, you know, obviously, mostly for me, you know, I'm I'm dealing with Darren, who you can't say enough good uh, things about Darren, just a super cool dude.
1: Yeah, I've never – I've shot r professionally for – 11 years now, and I have never heard a single bad word about Darren. Nobody on the range has nothing. Everybody has respect for Darren. You know, he's one of the, probably one of the nicest, most helpful people, and one of the funniest. He, uh, I remember my first ever professional tournament I shot with Darren, and, uh, I was shooting open pro second day, and, uh, I shot okay the first day, and, and enough to be grouped with Darren when I you know and Darren was shooting really well and uh so we get there and I was wasn't shooting great I had just shot like three eights in a row and we come to this deer and I, had, I hit I hit the target there goes 12 and I'm like finally you know I broke my eight streak and it's like nah I'm just messing with you it's another eight and I glass it you're enough not kicked up looked like a 12 and it was an eight and he just thought it was the funniest thing ever and you know, I got my good eight, four, fourth eight in a
0: row. <laughs> yeah, he he's super. I mean, I whatever. I try not to bug him too much. I'll call him once every week or two and check in. He'll be like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't like that many people, so you're stuck with talking to me." And uh, you know, he'll laugh and he's just whatever. He's fun to talk with. He's busy as shit right now with everything you know going on over there and all the you know this time of year with all the different shoots and everything else. So, um, but yeah, super, yeah, super good guy.
1: Yeah, because this was our busy part of the season, right? This second, you know, because we just got done with Lancaster. We're home for a day. We go back. We go to Vegas two weeks. We got Foley, so everybody's just everywhere right now. Yeah,
0: and, oh yeah. You know,
1: working and working. Darren works. You know, he's he's such an easy staff coordinator to work with. You know, because you send a text and whatever you need, there. You know, he he don't mess around. You know, it don't get lost. He makes it happen. You know he's one of the hardest workers in the industry, and he and he helps anyone. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, like I, I like I said, they feel such a great team at TOG. You know, it, it's such a people friendly environment. You know, it, it. I don't. I don't plan on ever leaving. You know, just because. You know, you're always welcome. Yeah. You know they. And everybody at the booth, you know, they, they always have the most personal booth there is, I feel like, you know, when you go to a tournament. Because some, you know, you're almost, you know, you feel almost uncomfortable sometimes at some booth. And, uh, like, it don't matter what jersey you got on, watch your shooting you can come up and have a ball.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. They've been, they've been super cool to deal with on my end, laid back. And I'm kind of like with you, whatever, I kind of do my own thing. And they're... You know, Darren specifically, he's like, "Hey, man, you you be you. Don't worry about it. And you don't find that very often, like you were saying. Um, just doesn't. You know? No, no.
1: Especially in this industry, because it's always it's almost like they expect you to act like golfers to an extent. Yeah. You know, where you have to be high and tight and you know tucked in, professional, and tod is like, "Go oh, be yourself. You know, don't be anybody or not. Shoot your game. Have fun." You know, you have a bad weekend, you have a bad weekend, you're not going to get a phone call the next week and be like, what happened? You know, you're you you know, you're comfortable where you're at. It's like, what happened? It's like, oh, that, ah, get them next time. Yeah. You no, know, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not somebody that, you know, wants to hear that I did bad after I did bad, because I know I did bad. You know, and, you know, they work with you. If, if you're struggling, they know you're struggling, they're going to help you. You know, I've I, I, and with companies before, if you have a bad year, you know you're worried about your contract. If you have a bad year here, you know it's like, I mean, you know, you obviously have to get it together, you know. But you know you you're comfortable there, you know. You, you know you're not going to get chastised if you have a bad tournament or if you have a bad year because it's going to happen in this industry. It's like anything else; you go through slumps, you know. Yeah, but they're they're born, they're, they're very loyal. You know, like if you're loyal to them, they're loyal to you. And that, that's hard to find in any outdoor industry, I think. I mean, you've been around the industry a long time, too, you know. Like, some companies are shadier than others. And this one's straightforward to the point, you know, which you're getting, you don't have to worry about anything.
0: Yeah, No, I, I can't say, you know, like I said, all my, you know, dealings at this point have been unbelievable. Obviously Darren being a big part of that. And, you know, the bonus is obviously like I shoot the bow. Well, obviously the bows, but the bow I'm shooting extremely well. So that makes it even, you know, easier. The other stuff is just kind of a bonus, like the longhorn. Um, you know, for example, I, you know, that I've shot that release. That was one of the first, uh, hinges I've shot. So the fact that that was part of like the um, the outdoor group, it just was an added bonus, so. Yeah, I mean, and
1: the, they're so versatile on all the products you can find something that works, you know. So, you know, some companies have a, you know, basically all the bows are just about the same and we have something that it's pretty much anyone That You know, like, like you found out, if you're like the cams adjustability, you can make whatever you got work. You know, like when we when you have micro adjust modules, quarter inch adjustments, three different modules for your jaw cycles. You know, I, I think like this year, like with the verdict, I think we have the best tournament bow being made. And I don't say that because I'm shooting with them, because like like you like you know like I'm gonna I'll say what I think. You know, like I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. Like I truly believe like the verdicts the best tournament bow being built right now
0: yeah no i'm a fan i hunt with it but you know when i say that meaning i like it well enough that it was worth it to hunt with it, it with the extra link so yeah the way they did their cam system with the one percent let off um you know adjustment and uh the set technology which i don't generally need that the way that i tune but it's handy to be able to shift a little bit left and right um yeah i mean they got an answer for everything on that cam system so pre- you know, pretty you you know, especially coming from, you know, back in the day to now, technology has come, you know, a long ways.
1: Yeah. Back in the day when you had bushings instead of bearings, no adjustment.
0: <laughs> Dude, it was crazy yeah, back then.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've shot for, I've shot a long time. I, uh, I started shooting ASAs in 2007. And I had a, I think I had a Hoyt Tech which was their kid boat at the time. The old cam and a half was on it. You know, thin limbs, little riser. And then I started shooting a, uh, what was it, 37 Ultra back then. Still cam yep. and a half. Yep. Uh, XT 2000 limbs back then. It's crazy to see what, you know, they do now. and Which I don't, you know, I don't feel like both shoot that much better than they did 10 years ago. We just have more just, You know, so you can, you have more options with anything. Like back in the day, you know, you get those bows to shoot a .30X. It's just it's easier to get them to shoot one now. You know, you you can fit it to you more.
0: Yeah, no, I would say that's that's pretty true. Um, tuning's a lot easier. Um, you know, nowadays, like I, I, everything's easier. Um, I mean, I I think uh, you know, tech like back then the limbs were longer than the riser. Riser's longer than the limbs now, but the cam system. You know, like most companies at this point have got rid of the the donut spacers. Where if you have to shift shift a cam, you know back then there was ninety seven freaking donuts that fell on the floor when you pulled the axle out to shim the cam over. Um, and, you yeah, know,
1: and then you lose half of them, and then you got a quarter inch space where your cam has flopped. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That was no fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, we, yeah. And Thompson. now everything.
1: Now we don't have to worry about shimming. You know, it's set. And we just kind of turn an Allen head, and we're there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, man, we, we just hit an hour. I don't want to keep you on the mic all night. Um, anything, could you, you mind if people have questions, whatever, where they can follow you online, ask questions, things like that.
1: Yeah. Just my, uh, Instagram. I think it's, I mean, usually I'll, I try to go there about like look through my messages, like once a week, you know, like at I think it's at Lonnie J Marlowe or my Facebook or whatever. I don't anymore. I don't really add to my personal, uh, but I have like my, uh, like little archery page that I, I'll answer questions on, but like my personal, I try to I slowly filter and get all the people I don't know off of it. I'm still working on it. So I don't really try to add people to it anymore, but I have my, like my Instagram and then my archery Facebook page I'll answer questions on.
0: Gotcha. Well, cool. Well, man, I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, getting on the podcast and, uh, like I said, I haven't heard anything bad about you. Everybody's spoken very highly of you. So obviously hopefully we'll get to hang out a little bit more. Um, hopefully not go too crazy. Uh, I don't have any hair, so you can't really cut mine, but, um, maybe we'll cut Levi's next time. I, I think I can physically oh, yeah, hold him sure. down. You could cut his hair maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good luck. He's, you know, only what, six, three and two fifteen.
0: it's going to be tough yeah yeah no kidding he's a big individual but uh but yeah thanks again man i appreciate it good luck this season and uh hopefully we'll get you on again at some point definitely hang out oh yeah for sure man cool all right take it easy good luck uh good luck next weekend
1: all right thank you man i appreciate it yep bye-bye